It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And a very good Saturday morning to Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. Steven Strom here. Marlins lose to the Rockies 6-1. to They lose game one of this three-game set. They've lost seven in a row. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, it's been a dreadful start to the second half of the season for the Miami Marlins, who now see their losing streak hit seven in a row. And the Marlins have now lost 12 of their last 17 games. This is the 10th inning show. I'm Kyle Seeloff, and welcome back to Lone Depot Park, where the Rockies beat the Marlins 6-1 to in game one of this three-game weekend series tonight in a matchup on the mound that featured Braxton Garrett and Peter Lambert. Now, the good news is that the Marlins were coming home tonight where they were 30-18 and this season. The bad news is that in their last 16 games, Marlins starting pitchers had a 5.86 ERA in over the course of the first six games in a six-game losing streak to start the night. Coming out of the recess, the Marlins had a starting ERA of around five and a half. Now, on the flip side, tonight the Rockies were 37-59, and the good news for the Marlins, if you're thinking about offense, the Rockies coming into the night had the worst rotation ERA in baseball and the second-worst pitching staff overall. So that set the stage for game one of this three-game weekend series tonight. Braxton Garrett versus Peter Lambert. Unfortunately, it was all Rockies early. There was a man on base. There were two outs. It was the top of the first inning, and C.J. Crone was at the plate. And here is C.J. Crone. He is a threat, and he swings and hits it high in the air, deep left center field. Going back is De La Cruz, looking up, and it's gone. He's a problem. He's a threat. That's his 11th bomb of the season, and the Rockies lead 2-0 here in the first, and he knew it. Well, it would only get worse from there. They got two in the first. They'd get more in the second. Grichik singled the lead off the second. Ezekiel Tovar struck out on a ball in the dirt. That sent Grichik to third, and he was at third with one out in the second inning for Alan Trejo, the second baseman. Here's a swing at a line drive. This is cracked down the right field line. This is a fair ball. It's going to one-hop off the wall. Scoring from third is Grichik, and into second with a head-first dive is Alan Trejo. He's collected his 15th run knocked into the season, and the Rockies lead 3-0 here in the second. And then after a Doyle strikeout to make it two men out there in the top of the second inning, Yorks and Profar made it 5-0. Manageable as Profar swings and he hits a ball high in the air. Deep right center field. Sanchez going back, looking up, and she is gone. That is the second two-run bomb for the Rockies in as many innings. That's the seventh home run of the season for Profar, and the Rockies lead 5-0. Now, unfortunately for Braxton Garrett, it would only worsen in the third. With nobody on and one out, Elias Diaz teed off after the game. Here's a high drive hit deep left field. Forget about her. Elias Diaz just torched a ball. It was a cutter from Braxton Garrett. It's the 10th of the season for Diaz and the Rockies lead 6-0. And that would be plenty for Colorado tonight. Now the bad news for Braxton Garrett is that in his last 18 and a third innings pitched spanning four starts, 
He's allowed 16 earned runs. It was 6-0 Colorado after three. The bright spot for the Marlins is tonight. George Soriano came into the ballgame for Miami. He fired four shutout innings, and he was nearly perfect. The only blemish was the two-out walk to Chris Bryant in the seventh inning. And at one point, Soriano had punched out seven in a row. He punches out a career-high eight in relief for the Marlins tonight. It was 6 nothing going to the bottom of the seventh inning. In the seventh, Pierce Johnson on for the Rockies. Marlins got back-to-back singles. And then after a strikeout by Joey Wendell, with runners at second and third with one out, Nick Fortes played the run for the fish. Now the 3-1 pitch. Fortes bangs it to third on the ground. McMahon's got it. A run's going to score. Fortes is out at first. De La Cruz scores on the ground out by Nick Fortes, who collects an RBI, and now it's 6-1 here in the seventh. And that's how this ball game would end tonight. Dylan Floral worked around a couple of leadoff singles in the eighth inning. Stephen Okert worked around a pair of two-out walks in the ninth. Pierce Johnson, Daniel Bard, and capping things off for the Rockies tonight was Gavin Hollowell in the ninth inning. And the Rockies win game one tonight by a final score of 6-1. to one. For the Rockies, six runs, nine hits, no errors, and seven men left on base. And for the Fish, a run, seven hits, one error, eight men left on base. The winning pitcher tonight is Peter Lambert, now 2-1 and one this season. The loser, Braxton Garrett, he is 5-3. and three. Total time of game, two hours and 40 minutes in front of a big crowd of 14,092 inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park tonight. With a victory, the Rockies are now 38-59. and 59, And with another setback, the Marlins' losing streak hits seven. They are now 53-46. and 46. Here in 2023, the Marlins did punch out 14 tonight, and that means that $350 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say as he continues to believe in his guys and uh, just knows that this is going to turn around eventually. Yeah, we'll start with Brax. He's been good, so good for you all year. But the last four starts, 16 earned runs. Just what do you attribute these struggles to? Uh, a few things. I mean, different uh, in different starts. I think you know the one thing was his finger. One start was his finger. Today, I thought um, the curveball was just getting hit um, more than usual. A couple home runs off that, and I don't think the sinker had the movement that he was used to. And um, so I think it's just a combination of different things in uh, in different starts, but you know I I don't he's not injured um, he feels good it's just we haven't gotten the um, he hasn't been as successful last few starts. You mentioned before the game that it all starts with starting pitching. Just how critical is it at this point after losing seven straight that they get back on track ASAP? Yeah, we need someone to stop the bleeding. You know, hopefully it's Cueto tomorrow um, to stop the bleeding, and that's usually how these streaks end. These losing streaks when you get a guy that goes, you know, five, six, seven innings of uh, one run, two run ball, that type of thing, or you know, our offense, you know, all of a sudden just breaks out with a five spot. It's tough when you are you look up and there's you know a couple crooked numbers in a row and. Um, and, you know, it just kind of is deflating as much as you want to come back when it happens, you know, consecutive games. It's just it's tough. And uh, so, yeah, we need some some length out of our starters. And um, so it doesn't get uh, our bullpen doesn't get taxed. And it's just kind of that trickle down effect. And so I think, um, you know, hopefully Cueto's the, the guy tomorrow to stop the bleeding and, um, and we can get back on a winning streak. At what point does a streak like this become concerning? Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen over 162. You're going to have, you know, a couple of these peaks and valleys, and we're in the valley right now. It's, it's, there's frustrated guys in that clubhouse, and, um, you know, they're, 
we're frustrated as well for them. You know, it's tough. And I think, you know, for my seat, you just, I have to look myself in the mirror and try to figure out if there's something that I'm not doing and not giving to these guys. And, um, but I feel like the preparation has been the same when we were going well. Um, and, and right now we're just kind of in a funk. Goes against like probably the first time as a first time skipper or this kind of elongated stretch. Is it something you could take away from what you liked as a player when these stretches happen that you could, you know, kind of bring about or like, you know, facing this for the first time as a manager specifically, how you're Yeah, you gotta it? you just gotta change it up somehow. I mean figure out how to get these guys to smile, you know, when they're coming in tomorrow and, um, you know, change the energy a little bit. And they've been really good coming into the ballpark and they always feel like today's the day that's it's going to change. And um, specifically, I think when you're, when I was looking at managers and their reactions, it's just always been kind of like, it's good. We're going to get through this. And um, I think you kind of find out who you are when you're going through these valleys, right? It's easy when it's when you're winning. I mean, coming in the ballpark and you're having fun and everyone's laughing and smiling. And um, you, know, you kind of find out who you are and what your work looks like and your, what kind of teammate you are and what kind of coach you are when you go through these valleys. And um, so, I again, we're, we have a lot of games left and um, our team feels good. It's just I feel like we hit the ball really well today couple got I mean a couple really good plays felt like there's some really good plays in center field that today and in St. Louis and um so I feel like if we continue with those at bats and um one of our starters you know puts up a, a couple zeros in a row we'll be okay Soriano four shutout four no hit innings uh, after Braxton comes out the value that he's been able to bring here and then I think the bullpen game in Baltimore as well just and what he's been bringing to the club yeah he's been outstanding I Four shutout. I mean, it kept us in the game and helped us for tomorrow. You know, and four innings, eight strikeouts. I think he had um, and was really efficient. So we didn't have to go get somebody else. We got to use Flo for one inning and Okert for one inning, and um, you know, very fresh. Besides, probably him tomorrow. Everyone's ready to go, which was huge for him. And um, he's building up like he's you know could start and. Um, the way he's acting, his changeup was really good. The fastball was playing. Slider, he made some really good hitters, not look real great on that slider. Um, you can feel the confidence building also. And, and so I'm, I'm not I'm not throwing, uh, thinking that this guy's not going to be able to start one day. And it might even be this year, I'm not sure. But the way he's being built up with his pitch count and four ups now, um, back to back, with you know three or four off days in between, um, you know, it's definitely something we have to take a look at. I was going to ask, moving forward, do you see him kind of in the role he's in now? Or, like, you know, obviously as guys keep on, their career innings get higher and higher, maybe slotting him Yeah, down. it's just tough to build up a starter up here in the bullpen, you know. And you don't plan on your starter going three or four innings. You know, you plan on him going, especially second half of the season, five, six innings. Um, so I don't want to build them up uh, in the bullpen just because that would mean we're down, you know, um, or, you know, our, our guy got out of the game pretty early. But um, it is something that, you know, and it's credit to him that we're even thinking this way because of how he's been performing. So um, he's been opening some eyes and um, also, you know, maybe it's he uh, now a guy in more of a leverage situation too in the bullpen um, now, you know, with Nardi and a couple of guys down. So, you know, this is just something that we have to think about and, and you know, you know, talk about it as a group. Yeah, just 
second half so far, just Arias and Soler. Obviously, other guys were contributing as well, but the fact that they're kind of in, like, so to speak, slumps, just are you seeing anything different from them? Do you think maybe they're a bit tired? They didn't have much of a break, so to speak. Yeah, I, I don't think they're tired. I mean, it's tough to hit 400. So I think um, he's hitting 370. I think he's going to be he's going to be just fine. And um, you know, solely, yeah, he he's in a little bit of a funk, but he's had a couple big hits also in the, in the Baltimore series and and one in St. Louis. So yeah, I think uh, they're not pressing, they're not panicking. I think they're more frustrated that they're not coming through um, and for their teammates more than selfishly like their numbers. Uh, which shows you what kind of you know human being they are and what kind of uh, teammate they are and how valuable they are to us. So, yeah, I think everyone's just looking forward to break snap out of it. And I think it, you know, when you have a couple guys on, you know, someone hits a double and then here we go. Um, we just have we've had a bunch of guys on base the last few days and um, just waiting for that one kind of you know bit you know double bases clearing double and I think that starts this this thing and. Um, and but I I don't want them also thinking like I got to hit the double and here we go. So it's kind of that fine line. And I've been there. You know, you want to do so much for the team to to snap out of this thing. And um, but I think I think someone will do it and hopefully it's tomorrow. All right, it was another tough start for Braxton Garrett, who's had such a sensational 2023. He goes three innings, gives up seven hits, six runs. Let's hear what Brax had to say after his start. Frustration right now, especially how good you are to, to start the season. Yeah, definitely frustrated. Um, I, I think they just came out with a good approach today. Um, stuff wasn't terrible. Um, a couple curveballs didn't get there. You know, definitely frustrated, but you know, it's not the end of the world. We're gonna get better. Keep working hard. Overall, what would you pinpoint the struggles to today? I don't know. My cutter hasn't been great. It hasn't been in good spots. Um, and they just had a really good approach. They they were aggressive early, and I was just leaving balls, just leaving a bit a little, little bit too much on the plate. Is the finger okay? Did that play a role in any of this? No, finger's fine. What's the challenge of you know they're very aggressive as you mentioned earlier, especially on the first pitch. How you know challenge in order to pitch to that, knowing that. Yeah, it's just a matter of just figuring better pitches to throw early, or maybe not even the pitch, maybe just the location. Um, you know, the, the curveball home run to Crony has a lot of length out there. Curveball's not a terrible pitch. There probably just needs to get closer to him. So pr- probably more so than that. Like yeah, that. The other two home runs, what were you trying to do with those pitches? Yeah, the, the other one was a curveball to Profar um, first pitch. Again, um, yeah, it just hasn't happened to me much this year, throwing the curveball first pitch. Um, gets a lot of takes. Hasn't gotten a lot of... Um, hard hit balls in play, I feel like. Um, and they just had a good approach. We're ready for it. Um, the Diaz homer, just a terrible cutter. Probably the last pitch I should have thrown there. What do you got to do to get back on track? Um, you know, continue to trust in my stuff and know, you know, I think just my cutter not getting to the spot right now is huge. Um, felt like my slider got better today, which is good. Um, kind of made some tweaks with that. Um, but, yeah, just talk with Mel, figure out what I can do better and and do that. 0-7 to come out of the break, obviously not what you guys want, just where's the confidence at in this group and where are you guys at trying, knowing you guys need to probably need to turn this around sooner than later? Yeah, you know, we don't want to lose seven in a row, obviously, but, you know, we, we all have a ton of confidence in each other. You know, we've got a ton of confidence in Johnny going out tomorrow. Um, bats are going to get going. You know, it's just a matter of time. We're, you know, we don't want to lose, but we know it's going to turn around. 
All right, we're right back at it this afternoon. It's going to be a 110 first pitch from Lone Depot Park, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 1240. We also are at the Biscayne Bay Brew Hall. Kyle and I will host the inside corner. Our guest is a surprise. Come out to see us at 12 o'clock. Autographs, ask questions. We'd love to meet you and love to see you out there at the Biscayne Bay Brew Hall at Lone Depot Park right behind the home plate. As always, thanks for rewinding with us, Marlins Nation. Let's flip the M together, Miami. It's the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.